0: This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Be real. Everyone say, be real. be real. Why? Why do we need to be real? Because life's too short to be fake, everybody. Yeah. Life's too short to be fake. And we're coming off the heels of Halloween, right? Now, I know... Halloween's kind of funny in the Christian community. some people, well, my God, we would never in a million years celebrate Halloween. I, I get it. Halloween has a tendency to be tied to darkness, and if you have that conviction, I would support you in that. I would not argue with that by any means. Uh, no, without question, I can see that. but I think that for the majority of the people uh, in the christian Christian faith, I think Halloween's just a, a time for neighbors to get around and, and have candy and let kids dress up and, and i don 't think it's as dark as one might think as it once was. Matter of fact, I came across a funny post from a personal friend of mine. He's a Christian and he says, Halloween gets people out and talking to their neighbors and sharing candy. I have never understood why Easter gets us all in the churchyard fighting over eggs. <laughs> so, you know, if you're anti-Halloween, I get it. But there's a lot of things we do that cause problems too. Coming off the heels of Halloween, I think that a lot of people... They live every day in a costume. They go to work in a costume. They go home in a costume. Meaning they're always wearing a mask. They feel like they cannot reveal the true them because of what that's going to cause. And before any of you think I'm having my preacher index finger pointing at you, I'll tell you right now. And this may offend you. And it may shock you, but I have stood in this pulpit many a time with a smile on my face, all the while my mind was full of questions for myself. I've stood in this pulpit and preached with a smile and tried tried to be encouraging to everybody. Meanwhile, my heart was troubled and heavy. And that's the very thing that I want to be set free from. Because I believe, here's, here's what I believe, John chapter 3, verse 20. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light because of fear that their deeds will be exposed. I dream of a church that we can be real in. Can I get an amen? I had you turn to 2 Corinthians 4. This is our text for the whole month. This is the text, and I read it from the message, verse number 2. We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open. How good would it feel if everyone in this room had a pass, we had a pass just to be real without the fear of judgment? Now, I believe that Christianity went through a season and, and matter of fact, it was even pre Christianity in the law and the old covenant and the, and, and, and the approach of, of religion. I believe that there was a season of, 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 of harsh judgment against authenticity. But I believe that things are changing and shifting. And I think we're finally coming in, to an, in an embrace of God's grace that is allowing people to admit you know what, I've got problems. Everybody take a deep breath. It's okay for you to have a problem as long as you let Jesus help you through your problems. You having a problem is not a problem. It only becomes a problem when you choose to hide it and disguise it. Life's too short to play these games. So what I'm going to do for the first portion of this message is I want to show you what I feel as a senior pastor or the steps that other people that I've witnessed, the steps of really fouling things up in their life and what steps they took to get to a point where they thought they had to wear a mask And I'm going to share those steps to you, hoping and believing that you will avoid these very same things. And then we're going to take a turn. We're going to make the corner in this message. And I'm going to give you the plan that you can work. A 14-year-old is going to be able to work this plan. Just as a 60-year-old, you're going to work this plan to avoid ever falling into the trap of sin again. How many of you think that would be worthwhile hearing? Let's get started. Here's how it all starts. Every single one of us wake up every single morning with an opportunity to mess things up for our lives. I call it sin. You don't have to wake up and go look far for sin. Here's why. Genesis chapter 4 and 7 says that sin is crouching at your door. He's crouching at your door. It desires to have you. You don't have to look far for For a choice that would bring forth death in your life, spiritual death, marital death, financial death. You don't have to go looking too far for it because sin is crouching at your door. No one should be naive to this. No one is immune from this. We all have ample opportunity every single day to make poor choices that bring major flashback on our life. And here's how we move to step two. Once we have the opportunity, most people that have really hurt themselves in their marriages, in their money, in their health, physical health, mental and emotional health, most people make this their second step. And that is they stop long enough and look at it. Look at what? The opportunity. They look at it. James 1 and 14 says, each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. The Bible says that the eye, that the eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eye is good, then everything's going to be okay. But if your eye is bad, then it affects affects the whole body. Now, I I said this in the first service today. And just because I've been here long enough and we've interacted enough, I know that I'm a little... I'm a little guilty of this. I I just don't, I, I, I wish people would be a little bit more careful of what comes into the eye gate, what comes into their sight. And I think this is the truth, that we all have opportunity to mess up. But if you stop and you look at something long enough, it's going to come into your eye gate. Let's say, let's say that alcoholism is a problem in your in your family and in your DNA, and it's and it's proven that it can become generational and the enticement of alcohol. And you've come from a home that was broken over alcoholism. You come from a home that was troubled over alcoholism. You cannot afford to stop long enough and look at the enticement of, 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 of alcohol consumption. Let's say pornography is an issue you cannot stop long enough and look let's say drug use let's say let's say sexual abuse let's say physical abuse let's say whatever it is when the opportunity arises you cannot stop and look at it because number three is coming once you stop and look at it you'll begin to reason with it John chapter eight verse forty four when Satan lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar and a father of lies. This may get a little funny. I just want to kind of, I want to bring the air back in the room because some of you are like, oh, snap. I had no idea this was the kind of church. This dude is like hellfire brimstone preacher. This dude's like calling people out right now. I was only here for a baby dedication. Did not need to feel flames burning my toes. So let me kind of. Let me kind of loosen you up a little bit, (laughs) get you back a little semi-comfortable before I come back and nail your hide. So here it is. Check it out. This is how crazy people think, man. This is how crazy we are as human, as humanity. We will have an opportunity of sin. We will stop long enough and look at it, and then we will flat talk ourselves into it. We'll reason. And here's some scenarios. Well, you know, Pastor, uh, you, you know, yeah, you're right. I, I shouldn't have done this, but here's the problem. You know, my husband's always working. You know, he's always working. Got to make that overtime. And, uh, you know he's he's never home and the kids never you know they never see him and you know when i go to work there's this guy you know Roger he tells me that he saw my post of you know the tacos i made and they really looked good and and he said he said you know like my wife never cooks tacos and i'm like well i can bring you some leftovers and 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 you know i just started thinking you know i just, just just tacos. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, and then he told me, you know, he, he you know, he liked my hair. and, and uh, let my hair look nice. And I just had my hair did. And <laughs> and my thing is, you know, my husband still, you know, he's he's constantly gone. And you know, Bible, and you know what, Pastor Tommy, I, mean, I just have to admit this. You know, I'm not happy, and I think God wants me happy. No, God doesn't want you happy. He wants you holy. But here's what happens. We have this opportunity. We stop and look at it. And then we go into like reason mode. Well, you know, I mean, I got paid and and you know I, I, I did pretty good this week, and I had an extra thirty bucks and and you know all the guys we were just going to go out to the park and have a few drinks and and you know, I thought why not let's just i 'm just going to pay for everybody and uh, because I need people to like me because nobody likes me, but if I got extra thirty i'm going to throw it down at the, at the at the two bucks liquor store, and uh, i'm going to buy everybody something to drink. And, you know, one drink was one and then two, and, you know, it's just 15 later. But I just started thinking, you know, it's not that bad of a deal. God wants me happy. Now, some of you are like, does that really happen? Yeah. There's stories I hear. People reason with sin all the time. Well, it's just a, you know, it's not real. I understand that it's just a social media friendship. She lives in Seattle, I live here. People up and move every day over these kind of mistakes because they reason it out. Wake up call, you can talk yourself into being stupid real quick. Tweet that. <laughs> At Pastor Tommy B. You could talk yourself into being stupid. You could tweet yourself into being stupid too. <laughs> Why, yes, I am. Hey, man, I'm just being real. Life's too short, y'all, because what happens is there's the opportunity. You stop and look at it. You start to reason with it, and here's what happens. When When you're reasoning with it, you're not in your right mind. And this is where it all starts spiraling out of control, because when you're not in your right mind, that's when you take your first step to the problem. If you're, as Scripture says, if you're sober in your thinking, if you're clear in your thinking, you have no problems. But once you start reasoning with it, you lose your, your cognitive abilities, and, and the next thing you know, you're just really bad off, and you take a step towards the problem. It's literally like there's a f- candle with a flame, and you're going, I don't think it's going to hurt. I know they say it burns, but I doubt it. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I smell something. I, I feel something. And you have just now crossed the line, and you've got a problem on your hands because you took a first step in your wrong mind. And let me tell you something. It goes downhill from here. Do you know how many good men have lost their company, have lost their wife, have lost their children, have lost their savings, have lost their physical health over one step of stupidity? Man, what's up? I thought this preacher was like cool and stuff. Y'all going to drag me in here like throwback 1970 hellfire brimstone guy. Here's the deal, man. I smell the fire burning. And the Rev has got to come by and put this fire out. So here's where we are. You know, it's hunting season. Some of us fellas are into hunting. Some of us la- you ladies are into hunting. Have y'all ever noticed the really big, awesome, smart bucks? They live forever. Because they make real good choices. All the little deer, they're out there like, ah, ha, 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 ha. smart bucks, like up in the woods, going, mm-mm, mm-mm. but you let the wrong honey bunny come by. I'm going to let you parents fix this sermon later at lunch because <laughs> we're about to break it down. We're about to go breaking it down because you let the wrong little chica come running by. And old Big Boy's like, huh? Huh? I know it's trouble. I love trouble. I know it's going to cost me everything, but oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. The brother was out of his right mind. So, Denora, all my hunting is for spiritual sermon prep. I don't want to ever hear you saying, You're going again? I'm studying, I'm preparing messages. And when I go fishing, he said he was going to make me fishers of men. I just need to, I'm just working. My golf is self-control, temperament issues. Just let me do my thing, baby. (laughs) Sermon prep. Everybody say, don't. Don't. Everybody say, don't. Don't Take take one one single step 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 when you you are are not in your right mind. So don't put on your blinker and turn in there when you're not on your right mind. Don't stop and think about it when you're not in your right mind. If you've not been praying, you don't need to be in a club. It's going to go downhill. Ought not be in there anyway. <laughs> praying or not. Have to clarify that for some of you. Because some of you are like, so that means. So That means. That means if we just join hands in the parking lot, it's all good. No. Here's where it goes, everybody. We have this opportunity. We stop. We look. After we look, we take our step. We begin to reason. And then we take a step. And then once we take a step, one steps two. Two is three. And now we've got a lifestyle. And here's where we're going in the message right before we take our turn. Once it becomes a lifestyle, we don't want anybody to know we got a drinking problem. We, none of us, nobody wants us, you know, we don't want anybody to know that we're we're addicted to drugs or porn or, nobody wants to know that we're having an affair. Nobody, we don't want anybody to know that we've been stealing and taking things that are not rightfully ours. So we put on a costume and we start fronting it and we start pretending. And after six months of that, we don't know who we are. Because we become masters of the deceit. So how do we avoid all that? Two things before we kick this thing into fifth gear. I'm going to pray over some of you today that you're going to take that mask off. But second reason I'm preaching this is to cause a lot of you to avoid those kind of pains. And here it is. Let's make the corner. First thing you have to do. Is when you wake up on Monday morning and there's the opportunity, first step of the plan. Everybody say, I will work the plan. What's the plan, Pastor? Run! Run! Baby, run! Run! You want to preach? Everybody say run. run. Sprint. You gotta run. You can't walk, you gotta run. You can't drag, you gotta run. Now let me let me give you some real life examples of running. Some of you need to change your number. Some of you need to share your passwords. Some of you need to change jobs. What? Change jobs. Some of you need to move houses. This is extreme, Pastor. It's extreme because some of you have to take extreme steps because you're in an extreme problem. And all this cute stuff, I'm just going to think differently. You're not going to think differently? You ain't that smart. You were the dumb one that got yourself in the pickle already. You really think that we can trust your cerebral abilities? Half of it's been smoked away. Some of you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, I don't trust me. So therefore, I'm going to run, 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 run. Paul tells 2 Timothy in chapter 2, flee the evil desires of youth. Flee one thing, but then he says, Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Run from problems. Pursue the answer. Run from trouble. Pursue peace with God. Everybody say run. Run. Unless you want to find yourself stopping and looking, talking yourself into it taking one little gentle step into it, and then ending up in a lifestyle of problems. When you see the opportunity, because, hey, hey, real quick, everybody, you can't stop the opportunities. The opportunities are going to be at every red light, every stop sign, across every corner, uh, across every hallway. Opportunities to mess up, they're going to be there every day, all day long. You're going to have plenty. You can't stop the opportunities. But here's the plan that you have to work. When the opportunity pops up and it presents itself, you're going to have to run. Second thing you're going to have to do to work the plan is be accountable. Be accountable. Proverbs 28, 13 says, he who conceals his sins does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Now, I'm going to give you a play on words. Some of y'all are taking notes. Y'all need to write this word down. Announce and renounce. You have to announce it, confess it announce it, renounce it. Announce, renounce, announce, renounce, announce, renounce. If you want to be able to take the mask off and reveal the real, the real you to Jesus Christ, you have to come into the presence of God and you have to announce, I have this issue. Now, I want to be real clear because I know this service. We, there's so many walks of life. Some of my, my Catholic friends that are here today, I want to bless you with this truth. You don't need a priest. Jesus is your high priest. You don't need a preach. Jesus is your high priest. So, an announce does not mean that you have to private message me and say, I got these issues. Announce doesn't mean that you have to set an appointment up with me and tell me all your problems because my answer to your problems is the same answer for my problems. And that is, why don't we announce that to God and then we renounce it and start a new life? Well, that sounds pretty easy. Grace is not complicated. Religion is complicated. Grace is free. Listen, but it's not permission to sin. It's this beautiful work of of the divine understanding of God. He says, I'm going to set you free, but you're going to have to partner with me to get the sin out of you along the life's process. I'm going to snatch you out of sin, but now i got to work with you to get sin out of you. How do I do that? Just announce it, that you got a problem, and now renounce it. Everybody say, repent. Repent. I'm going to renounce and repent and turn my life towards you. And Heavenly Father, I take you by the hand, and I just proclaim your grace is sufficient. Everybody, you need a good dose of this scripture where sin does abound. His grace so much more abounds. You can't do anything, think anything, go anywhere. You cannot commit one single thing that his grace is not big enough to cover. It just has to start with you announcing it and renouncing it. Whisper to your neighbor, say, man, he's preaching today. I said, whisper it, whisper it, whisper it. He's preaching, he's preaching, he's preaching today, he's preaching today, he's preaching today. Be accountable. If you're the only person that knows your secrets, you're already in trouble. Third step to take is take precautions. Take precautions. Proverbs 5 and 8. Keep to a path far from her. We'll put a hymn on there. Keep to a path far from him. We'll put a thing on there. Keep to a path far from it. Keep to a path far from him, from her, from it. Do not go near the door of her house, his house, its house. Do not go near it. So I'm going to run when opportunities present itself for me to really make a bad choice, I'm going to run. I'm not going to stop and look and then reason. I'm going to run. And then I'm going to be accountable. I'm going to continually call on the name of Jesus. I'm going to be accountable. Lord, I'm, I'm, you know I saw that, but I didn't stay long enough. And I'm, I'm, I'm just renouncing it. I'm, I'm covered by your grace. And I'm going to take precautions. I'm going to take precautions. And then last but not least. The most critical, important thing I can share with you, and I'm going to have my buddy Josh come up and help me close this service. Prayer partners, begin to make yourselves ready in your heart and spirit. Here's the most critical thing you could do to work the plan. And this this is where most people are disconnected. And that is you're going to have to make Jesus your Lord. Now before you amen me on that, a lot of people love Jesus as their Savior, but they've never made him their Lord. They love Jesus, the Savior Jesus, the grace-giving Jesus. But that's just part of Jesus. Because Jesus wants to extend to you this incredible gift of grace, but he also calls on you for some obedience. I didn't mention this in the first service. I feel like doing it here. Let me, just, let me just work a minute. Let me just work a minute before I, before I get back to my notes. This is completely detached, but I just want to give somebody in here. There's one, or maybe even upwards of 10, 15 people that need a light bulb moment here. You, 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 you got these two camps, these two philosophies that are always in struggle. You got one philosophy that says that you got to be perfect and you got to live for God by dotting every I and crossing every T. This is something that a preacher would call legalism. This is legalism. And then you got another camp that says, you know what, don't you worry about a thing. You can live however you want to live. You just recite a few words of a preacher and it's all good. Both of these are extreme danger zones in faith. Because the truth be known is that Jesus is full of grace But Jesus doesn't just want to be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord and have you come under his hand of obedience. So, let me help you here. Let me help you here. All of us are going to have a master. Some of you, your master is you. You're calling the shots. Others of you, it's an addiction. Sin's calling the shots. Every single one of us in this room are not immune from this truth. We're all having a master. We all have a master. Whether it's a liquor bottle, whether it's a mistress, whether it's an emotional affair through social media, somebody's calling the shots. But what I want to tell you is that you only need one master and all of your issues will come under your feet and that's making Jesus Christ your Lord just your Savior, but your Master. Your Master. Giving Him the keys to your life. Giving Him the passwords to your inner secrets. Revealing your mind, your heart. All the dark places that no one seems to know. Giving Him permission to view it all. In other words, unmasking the dark side. Showing Him the good, bad, and the ugly. And the difference in Jesus and anyone sitting close to you is that Jesus is going to reveal his heart to you. And he's going to welcome you. And if Jesus was standing here today, his words would be similar to these. I already knew about it. I couldn't help you as long as you didn't share it. But because you're sharing it with me, Let's partner together and make this work out. In John chapter 8, there's this lady. Boy, this lady really made some bad choices. She slept around, cheated, multiple men in her life. And a few of those old religious preachers heard about it. And they took her problems and used them, Miss Sharon Wright, all the while to just try to put Jesus in a corner. That's how disrespectful they were of this little lady. And they drug her into the little public gathering and they said, somebody go get Jesus. We're going to find out how he handles this. Because this woman, we busted her. We caught her. She's a cheating adulterer. And let's just see how this little cute, sweet Jesus handles this. Jesus arrives. What's what's the deal? Well, Jesus, Moses says, we're the stoner. Everybody around here thinks that you have a little insight on this. So what's your take on it? We caught her in the act of adultery. Expecting seeing Jesus squirm and panic. He does something so unique. If you've never heard the story, it's so beautiful. Jesus actually gets on his knees. And he takes his finger, and he starts writing in the dirt. It's kind of odd, right? And he looks up. He says, by the way, all of you cats that are upset with her, the one that's perfect without any problems, go ahead, feel free. Pick up that rock. Throw it at her then he goes back to the dirt there's been some crazy stuff said through the years and nobody has any Bible for it but some people think that he was writing down their names someone said in a funny way that maybe he was writing down their mistress's names but the end of the story is That little lady was crying. She couldn't see. And she was bracing herself, ready to take the first rock. Didn't know if it was going to be in her head or arm. And she was panicking. And when Jesus looked up, one by one, those men started leaving. Because they realized, I can't throw a rock at her got my own issues I'm working through and when the last one left Jesus kind of tapped her and said hey it's okay you're safe where are all those mean people at and she didn't want to look and you can kind of see it in scripture that she kind of looked they were all gone For some of you today, you need to hear these words. Jesus said, where are your accusers? They've left. Neither do I accuse you. Some of you are scared to death to take off the mask because you're not sure how Jesus is going to respond. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with this truth. He's going to respond to you the way he responded to her and every other individual accounted for in Scripture. And that's with love. There's a lot of you in this room, you're terrified to be the real you because religion has told you that you can't be the real you. This church has never been, nor will it be ever built on religion. This church is built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel says, whosoever will, Let him come. Be real. Be healed. Be restored. Be delivered. Be set free. I want our prayer partners to come quickly today. you stand I want to give you the opportunity as a couple as a father as a mother as one of our AO students I want to give you the opportunity to just have a moment of prayer with someone that will not judge you but love you bow your heads right now in the name of the Lord for all of my wonderful friends that are here. This preacher may be in a coat and a tie, but that's just a little outfit because this preacher is as real as the man that's never been in a Christian church until today. We all come equal and we all have the same need and that is, God, we need you without any further waiting, if you are here today and you just need to have a little time with Jesus, I ask you to come quickly. I don't want to abuse your schedule. Come quickly. Come on, take that step quickly. You just need some time with Jesus. You just need some time with Jesus. Come on, somebody. Today, everything's going to change for you. God bless you as you're coming. Everything's going to change for you. You're going to be able to leave here knowing that, wow, there's other people that aren't perfect. Yeah, there's a lot of us that aren't perfect. There's a lot of us that are not perfect. You're going to be able to leave here today knowing that you've been forgiven. Isn't that incredible? You're already forgiven. You just need to go ahead and accept the forgiveness. Won't you come? Jesus stands here with open arms, ready to just love on you and care for you. Real quick before I pray, I don't want to keep you too long now. This moment's for you. I've I've enjoyed our conversation, but right now it's time. It's, it's time for you to respond to the Word of God. And I know some of you, your heart's pounding right now, and you're kind of thinking, man, what if? Yeah, well, what if we just keep doing what we've always done? It's never going to change. So, Let's stop the what-ifs and why don't we get healed today? God bless you as you're coming. Come on. Let's just go ahead and get healed today. From the inside out, we're just going to go ahead and get healed and set free. And that way we can have the best Monday we've ever had. We're going we're to run. <laughs> we're going to run from things now that we know what to do. And we're going we're, we're to have some accountability in our lives. And we're going to take some precautions. All right, here we go. I'm going to pray over you. If there's still those that want to come, this altar's ready for you. This is your altar, by the way. This is your place with God. This is your altar. All you have to do is come and be at it. This is your altar. This is a warm place for you. All right, here we go. Let's pray. God bless you, baby. God bless you, sweetheart. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, right now. For these that are in this altar and those that are still coming, God bless you. For those that are still coming, Lord, may the tears that are falling down cheeks, may they be a renewing washing away. Yesterday's over. Yesterday is no longer. It's, it's, it's in my past, and I'm moving into my future. Religion says I don't have a future, but Jesus said it's just now starting. The best days of your life are ahead of you. Jesus forgives you. Jesus loves you. Jesus is for you. And he just wants to bless you right now and encourage you. In the name of Jesus, may all issues be presented to Jesus Christ now. We receive you as our Lord. We receive you as our Savior. We repent of our sins. And we call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just for salvation, but we're giving ourselves over His Lordship. Take control. Here are the keys. Here are the keys to my heart. I give you everything I am. I give you all my my future. I give it all over to you. Be free, everybody. Be set free. May your heart be clean and pure. May your heart have renewal. May it be renewed, made just like new again today. Matter of fact, let's do this. All of us in the room, why don't you just, if you're comfortable, just lift up your hands and open up your heart and Let me just pray this over you today. Every one of us in this room. Father, we're just starting over today. We're starting a whole new month, and we're coming into the holidays. And all of us in this room, we take advantage of this sermon. And we just ask you to clean our hearts, our minds, and set us back. Let us just push the reset button. We're just going back to our first love. We're going to put these issues away. We're going to take our rightful place as winners in you and victory in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands to Jesus today. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. This is why Calvary Church exists, to help you to know who God is to help you and partner with you for you to find freedom from a bunch of stuff that the world brings us. The reason why this church exists is we wanna help you find your purpose because your purpose is bigger than just what you're doing right now. You got a bigger plan. God God has a bigger plan for you and we wanna help you make a difference in this life, in your family. I dismiss you with a reminder, all men, all men, I hope to see you tomorrow night let 's pack this place out tomorrow night with food and fun and laughter and enjoyment as we honor those that need honored. You are dismissed today. May God bless you and keep you we 'll see